Joel, Kathleen, we love you. And Joel, just so you know, yeah, Jock might be a little nicer than you, but you're definitely better looking, so. <laughs> the title for my message is When I Grow Up. And... I'm probably the last person that should be preaching this sermon. <laughs> We're going to jump right in. Hope you understand. I'm going to do something different. I've never done it before. I have no idea how it's going to go. I'm probably going to fall on my face, but you know what? It's not the first time I've fallen on my face. So, okay, instead of putting verses on the board, we are going to throw a QR code up on the board for you. And the verses, this will take you to a link. All of the verses are found there. And so if you want to uh, uh, take your cell phone and um, would like to do this to follow the verses, you're welcome to do that. For those of you in the back, you might turn around and find the QR code on the backboard a little easier to find as well. And then you do have to um, uh, actually accept um, when it comes to uh, the Google Documents. Uh, so anyway, when I grow up, the talking about this verse, we're going to begin by going to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. And this says, therefore, putting aside all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander, like newborn babies, long for the pure milk of the word. Good verse. So that you may, and here it says it, so that you may grow in respect to salvation. If you have tasted of the kindness of the Lord. Now, by the way, is this working? Yes. yes. Okay. So, um, when it was uh, last Friday, I rushed, literally rushed out of work and we headed to Oklahoma to a funeral for some dear friends of ours. And after the ceremony was over, we, um, they were showing some pictures up on the board. Um, John, John Harold was his name and showing a lot of pictures of his life. And one that stood out for me is seeing John with hair. I'm kind of like the first time I saw a picture of Jason with hair. I, I, I mean, it, it, it'll throw you for a loop. And seeing him with hair. And, and then I showed a picture of him in childhood. And I found myself wondering, how did he get from that to that? And, you know, just imagining the various steps along the way. And as we think of how, to, how does a boy turn into a man, we use the word, we use the word growth, right? Now, when um, I was at the funeral, I had absolutely no time to, to, to change. Uh, Tina had brought me clothes, but literally we were, I mean, it was that quick. We turned it out being uh, three minutes late walking in. We missed the opening prayer. Okay, so that's how uh, rushed we were getting down there. And so here I am wearing my Bluebell uniform walking in. And this, of course, stirred a lot of questions. 
and for people who have known I've been doing tortillas for 15 years, what I mean, what happened here? And you know, as they asked why, first question being, of course, so you're making more money? <laughs> and my honest answer, absolutely not. I am not. But you know, how do I explain very quickly why? Okay, I've done this uh, in such a way, you know, I don't want to go into this big, long speech that they don't really want to hear anyway, right? You know that. So what did I do? I said, well, you know, hey, every young boy grows up wanting one day to become the ice cream man. And, and they got the point, you know, and the idea of, of growing up. Growing up is Christianity's one of their fundamentals of Christianity is growing up in the Lord. Throw some verses at you very quickly. 2 Peter 3.18, but grow, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and in the day of eternity. Amen. Ephesians 4.14, as a result, we're no longer to be children tossed here and there by ways carried by every wind of doctrine, by trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. But, speaking the truth in love, we are to, we are to grow up. Grow up in all aspects into him who is head, even Christ. One more. You see in the pattern here? For this very reason also, 2 Peter 1.5, applying all diligence in your faith supply, moral excellence. In your moral excellence, knowledge. And in your knowledge, self-control. Self-control, perseverance. Perseverance, godliness. And in godliness, brotherly kindness. And in brotherly kindness, love. He's saying we're to use diligence to begin a process. A process which starts with faith. And then builds, builds with faith to moral excellence, moral excellence, knowledge, knowledge, self-control, on and on and on. And then he says in verse 8, if these qualities that we're talking about here, if these qualities are yours and are, and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I like the message with this. I like the way uh, the message uh, translation words this. He says, with these qualities active and growing in our life, no grass will grow under your feet. <laughs> uh, you know, if someone doesn't let grass grow under their feet, it's because they're moving. That means they're taking action and it's immediate. He gets busy. He grabs the opportunity and takes the opportunity and, and he uses it for his advantage. And so um, he does not let grass grow under his feet. He's, he is active and doing. And he says, no day will pass without its reward as you mature in your experience with our Lord, or with our Master, Jesus. So we are to grow. This is such a fundamental thing. We are to be growing. And so what I want to do in this message is actually focus in on just two things here. And the first one I'm going to grab by, by kind of summarizing these, this list of uh, the, these items here is that we are to grow in our love. Now, how do you grow in love? 
we talk about being in love, but how do we grow in love? I mean, is it something that you do by determination and exertion, you know, by, by just overall trying harder? Well, I, I will say this. With some people, maybe, yeah. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you grit your teeth and clench your fists and say, so help me, I am going to learn to love them more if it's the last thing I do? Sometimes, hopefully not. Hopefully that's not how we would describe your relationship with the Lord. The truth is, often we talk about Growth is, I mean, fall, or think of love as being something that's out of our control. We, we fall in love, we fall out of love. And so how do we, how do we grow in love? And, and so you search through the scriptures and, you know, it doesn't say try harder, but it does say some things that are very definite. Number one, Revelation 2.4, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. You've left your first love. You walked away from it and uh, neglected that. Now, in working now for Bluebell, starting with them, I learned that every February, they take and pull our driving record. Mm-hmm. Now, by the way, conditions to being hired is that they run your driving record, right? Uh, and so once a year, they will be pulling our driving record. And of course, checking to see if there's any speeding tickets or accidents, whether in our company vehicle or in our personal vehicle. And if you have not had any accidents or speeding tickets over a period of years, of a year, they will be giving you an $800 bonus. I'm telling you, it has changed the way I drive. You know, I go through all of these small towns driving, and I mean, the speeding, the speed limit is so ridiculous. It makes me want to go appear before a city council meeting somewhere to, to just cry out at the atrocity at some of these speed limits. This is nuts, but you know what? I have no choice but to drive speed limit now because you know what? What's a speeding ticket cost these days? I, I, some, somehow I'm not surprised you know. But anyway, uh, <laughs> What are we looking? 200 bucks anymore? I, so for me, it's not a $200 speeding ticket anymore. <laughs> this is going to be, I'm looking, this is going to be a $1,000 speeding ticket. It changes everything. Because this is what, this is what gives you motivation. You know, I find myself looking back here at the church in Ephesus and how much had been given to them. When I think of the leaders who came there, Paul who started the church, but uh, uh, the amount of time that Timothy spent there. By the way, Paul spent more time in Ephesus than in any other location. One time he spent three years there. We don't think about that on his journeys. 
When we think of the Apostle John, and the Apostle John spent years there as well in Ephesus. And yet, it was that church that left its first love. You know, perhaps what we need to do is think about this. We're not talking about just missing church. Our motivation is so much bigger than that. It's not just a $200 ticket we're dealing with. We're talking about our eternity. We cannot neglect it. Second thing is we need to renew it daily. How do you grow in love? By renewing it daily. 2 Corinthians 4, 16. You got it there. It says, therefore, do not lose heart. But though the outer man is decaying, yet the inner man is being renewed day by day. Let's catch the pattern. One more. Colossians 3, 9. Do not lie to one another since you've laid aside the old self with its evil practices and have put on... You've put on the new self, which is being renewed. The new self, which is being renewed. A renewed new. You getting this? We have put on a new self, which is being renewed to the true knowledge of the image of the one who created him. I want to go back to a story in the Old Testament. I love this story because to me, this story presents a word picture that I find so comical. I, 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 this just, it's almost bizarre how comical I find this story, okay? Uh, Exodus chapter 33 and verse 7. Exodus 33 and verse 7. And this says, Now Moses used to take a tent, and he would pitch it outside the camp, outside the camp of Israel, a good distance from the camp. And he called it, he even had a name for it. He called it the tent of meeting. And everyone who sought the Lord would go out to the tent of meeting. And everyone who sought the Lord would go out to the tent of meeting, which was outside the camp. And it came about that whenever Moses went out to the tent, that all the people would arise and stand. Each at the entrance of his tent and gaze after Moses until he entered the tent. I don't know. To me, this is just so bizarre. Here's Moses coming out of his house and everybody's just coming and they stand up and everybody's staring at him. I mean, imagine here your neighbors every time you came to church just got up and they stood outside and they watched you and watched everybody get in the car and then they watched you as you drove off. It's just, can you see bizarre in this story? I mean, it's not just me, okay? And so here it is. They would come out, stand outside their tent, gaze after Moses, and then he says in verse 9, and whenever Moses entered the tent, the cloud or the pillar of cloud would descend and stand at the entrance of the tent and the Lord would speak to Moses. Then all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing when they did at the entrance of the tent. All the people would arise and worship each at the entrance of his tent. Maybe we see now why these people would be staring at Moses as he goes to walk to this tent. And they would see this scene 
And something about this scene, and when Moses entered in, and this cloud would come down, caused these people to just stop. To stop and worship. And then in verse 11, cool verse, underline it in your Bible. Thus the Lord used to speak with Moses face to face, just as a, a man speaks to his friend. I love that. I hope that describes you and your relationship with God. And when Moses returned to the camp, the servant of Joshua, the son of Nun, the young man, would not depart from the tent. And I got to get to verse 13, so let's keep reading. We're not done. Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up this people. But you yourself have not let me know with whom I will, uh, you will send with me. Moreover, you have said, I have known you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray you, if I have found favor in your sight, I like this part. Let me know your ways so that I can know you. I love that. Why is it that we open up the scriptures when no one else is around so that we can know God in his ways? Why is it we read through those boring books of, of Leviticus and those, those endless oracles and, you know, the uh, ordinances and trans, all of these things passed down? Because when we look at those words and those commandments, we can look and see God in them. We see the kind of God he is. We see the love of God written between the words of those pages. Let me know your ways that I may know you so that I may find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is, is your people. Now, there have been actually a lot of new experiences for me on the job. One of them is driving the kind of truck that I have been driving. And one of the things that is new to me with this truck is what is called a DPR. This is something I had to learn all about. DPR stands for diesel, stands for diesel particulate reduction. I am sure you are blessed like I was. <laughs> okay. Well, with this, what would happen is you're driving along rather in, innocently, not paying much attention to anything, and you look, and then all of a sudden this big old red light comes on in your dash. And it says, regenerate. And what happens is that under this regeneration, your exhaust will literally turn bright, bright red hot. Okay? And when it does so, it's actually burning off the particulates in the diesel exhaust to allow it to the exhaust to um, uh, leave more freely. And so, and what happens is, is this thing turns so hot, there's all kinds of warnings that when this thing is going on, you need to make sure that you are not parked anywhere near debris or grasses or anything like that. Because this thing gets hot enough, it will ignite on contact. Okay, so, fast forward. Um, how does this affect me? So here I am driving along, and, and what happens is, first thing is I notice this smell. It's kind of a, it's, it's kind of a sweet, pleasant, burnt smell. 
I know, I know. And I mean, the only thing I could compare it to is remembering when I was growing up, my dad smoking this pipe. Okay, a sweet, pleasant. I can walk in the house an hour later and Tina can smell that smell on me still. Okay, so, um, but it is in process of burning off the chaff, if you will. Now, it does so without any warning. This light comes on in your dash, and the word regeneration, regenerate was right there. And when it goes off, you are not allowed to turn your engine off. Ah. I've been told you cannot turn your engine off. You must sit there and wait. Up to five minutes. Now, I need to describe. My job right now is become so much go, 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 go. I don't have time to sit down and wait. <laughs> and so here I am. I'm hopping into this, this store. I'm hopping. I have got this thing down to such a science. I mean, what I do is I hop in my VR, I mean, pull up to the, where I'm going to stop. I mean, vehicle goes into neutral. They don't have park on diesels. Anyway, they, vehicle goes into neutral. Your uh, parking brake is pushed. You are pulling your seatbelt off, opening the door all in one motion. And I'm out of there. But yet so often, it's when I pull up to a stop, then I see that word, regenerate. <laughs> and I have to sit, and I have to wait. And it just is, oh, it's so irritating sometimes. Did I tell you it happens almost daily? Now, let me add one more thing. One other thing I've had to learn about is called DEF. D-E-F. If you've passed a gas station, you may have actually seen that on the, the sign outside the gas station. We have DEF. And of course, you all knew what that was talking about, right? <laughs> okay, DEF. DEF stands for diesel emissions fluid. Ah, and so this is something that is actually injected into the exhaust as a steam and it takes and turns the diesels, the noxious gases, you know, we call them the, uh, the harmful emissions, it takes and turns them chemically into nitrogen and water. And so diesel trucks do not have, I mean, that horrible connotation to them anymore of these the noxious gashes, which are, which are horrible for the atmosphere. That's all over. But with this, we have a tank, another tank other than your gas tank, uh, called a DEF tank. And this DEF tank is something that when you fuel up, is a good idea that you would actually go and that you would fill up your DEF tank because your DEF tank, if you allow it to go empty, your vehicle will literally die right there on the side of the road and you will not be able to go any further. And let me tell you, my boss has made it very clear, you don't ever, ever, ever want that to happen. I don't ever want that phone call that says, I am out of DEF fuel, can you bring me some? Uh-huh. So, I have chosen, when I see that word, regenerate, to stop. 
and try to remember how good God has been for me. Just to stop what I'm doing and remember, and very quickly that turns into a prayer of thanksgiving while I'm sitting, churning inside. <laughs> Can you imagine such a thing that if every Christian had on their dashboard a regenerate light? Wouldn't that be cool? Here you are, right in the worst possible moment of your day. It always happens then. You're so busy, you're so doing everything else that it would be regenerate. And you cannot turn that thing off. You can't turn that in. You must sit there. And stop and remember how good God has been to you and for you. And to stop and thank him for it. My mother-in-law actually set seven different alarms in her, throughout her day to stop and, and pray. How do you like challenges? Bring it. You ready? My challenge is for you that we would, we would be the body. And my challenge is this week, ready for this? That every day you would send a text message to somebody, to somebody, and it'd be a one-word text message, and that is the word regenerate. And so that every one of us, when we see that message, we would stop and realize how good God has been to us. And we would stop and thank him for it. Now, at first I thought, well, you should I get everybody to look around this room, see who's here. Because, you know, we wouldn't want to do it to other people who wouldn't understand because then you'd have to explain it all. And then I thought, well, that's stupid. Instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you extra credit if you were willing to do that to somebody who is not in this room so that you can stop and have to explain to them what that is all about. So yes, there, there will be a bonus extra credit for that. But the bottom line is, we have got to figure out how to grow in love. And what is it that is going to work for us? You know, I think if we're all honest, that love is something, it only happens as far as growing in love when you spend time together so that's the encouragement behind this message this message has a second part and we're not going to get to it but that's okay you've got the verses <laughs> and we'll maybe we'll come back and visit this again some other time we are a body. We so desperately need that very thing. That relationship with one another. I woke up this morning and I was doing a little bit of my business and I was listening to a sports talk show on YouTube as they're trying to describe how Chris Paul is going to fit in with the Warriors. 
and how his relationship, I mean, with Steph Curry is going to involve. And, and in this, they were talking all about how that uh, this guy was talking how he believes that the real problem um, with, with Chris Paul is not going to be with Steph Curry. It's actually going to be with Draymond Green. Because Draymond, even though he is kind of behind the scenes kind of guy, is the most vocal. He is uh, the leader. He is the heartbeat the, uh, of that team. Chris Paul is a leader on that team. On every team he's gone to. Here we're talking about a church. A group of people gathered together, and they call them a team, Golden State Warriors. And how are they going to work together and mesh as a team? My goal of this message is that we would figure out how to mesh and work together and become that team and grow together in order that we can grow in our love, in our love for the Lord. Thank you.